2: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. So the question of the day is, should we be bombing NATO? Should we be bombing Ukraine if they are the ones that bombed Poland? According to Article 5 and Article 4 means in NATO, that you hold deliberations, which would be (laughs) probably advised. Um, But how about if a non-NATO country, such as Ukraine, ends up bombing Poland? Now, with that, uh, why would we then decide to give money to Ukraine? $37 $37 billion is what the new ask is. And it's not, they're they are asking Congress, but they're really asking you. Because it's coming out of your pocket. We've given upwards of $90 billion to Ukraine. And it's nothing but just a ruse. It's a smoke and mirrors laundering operation. We know that. The State Department's in on it, the CIA. And there's no doubt in my mind now, after all that I've read and all that I see, that this is a culmination of the Mockingbird media connected with the alphabet soup, CIA, FBI, NSA, the Mockingbird media carrying the water, the disinformation, the social media censorship, the big tech giants, they're all in on the globalist agenda. They're all in on the globalist movement to the point where they're getting money out of your pocket. And again, we've been talking about this for a long, long time. Long, long time. How absurd it is that you, a conservative Christian, would actually be financing Planned Parenthood abortions. But the Democrats always figure out a way to fleece your pocket for their agenda. Planned Parenthood was getting $500,000. I mean, I'm sorry, $500 million a year back in the day. I'm going back over 10 years ago. But yeah, they were getting this money left and right. SEIU, the teachers' unions, the Department of Education, subcontracts, contractors—you name it. One way or another, if it's the CDC, it's Pfizer. If it's uh, if it's Joe, uh, Doctor Fauci, it's uh, Pfizer, Moderna. One way or another, these corporations get your tax dollars. These nonprofit arms and these organizations. Get your tax dollars, and they then turn around and donate exclusively to the Democrat Party. And if you look at the big tech, and if you look at uh, all these different organizations and how their employees vote, it's 90% of the time. You know, the biggest donors, the creepiest donors on the planet, Sam Bankfield Freed, Pervert you know, into weird sex in the Bahamas. Ed Buck hanging out with Adam Schiff and Ted Lieu and, and uh, probably Paul Pelosi and his hammer. You know, we still don't know anything about what's going on wherever the Democrats are involved. But if it's Mar-a-Lago, they're going to break into your doors. If it's Steve Bannon, if it's Paul Manafort... Even though he was business partners with the Podestas, it wasn't the Podestas that got their door broken into. All of a sudden, though, on Twitter, Elizabeth Warren actually did get a censor mark. (laughs) Fact-checked for the first time over student loan forgiveness. But here we are, these two standards of justice, and the government is just flat-out lying to you. And we have so much proof of all of this that we're going to play a lot of these clips today to just underscore the truth of what I'm telling you. That this FTX was paying off mainstream media, just like the Russian hoax. Remember back in the Russian hoax days, go back to 2015, 2016? 2016. Remember the Russian hoax when it was Perkins Coey, a law firm out of D.C. that was working with Fusion GPS. Bob Mueller didn't even know what Fusion GPS was, but that was Glenn Simpson or Greg Simpson. I think it was Glenn Simpson. And, um, And he was working with CrowdStrike. And they were confiscating the server that Wikipedia and Julian Assange, who's now still sitting, rotting in jail like the J6 protesters, and it was it was this kind of disclosure they're gonna make you pay. Julian Assange is still paying people riding in jail for God knows what, and yet they still don't know where these pipe bombers are. It turns out that the pipe bomber videos were run at one frame per second when. The video was shot at 15 frames per second and 30 for 24 to 30 frames per second is the standard. And yet they were running it at one frame per second, putting out a BOLO alert. Be on the lookout for these characters you can't even make out acting like they care. They're trying to get to the bottom of the pipe bombers. There's about a thousand zillion cameras in Washington, D.C. with high resolution around the DNC, where the pipe bomber was filmed, and they can't figure it out. These morons in the FBI and the CIA. They infiltrated to stage a insurrection to make it so Trump could never be in power again. They never saw it coming. They never saw him winning. See, the biggest problem with this whole FTX thing is the globalists, and the whole the biggest problem with the Ukraine. We've been saying it since the beginning. We've never been wrong about this. Ukraine is ground zero for the war on global, uh, the new world, for the war that involves globalism and the new world order. And Russia is playing hardball, but not in the way you think. Yet all of our powers that be, they want to tell you that the border is secure, that there were, uh, they're not going to answer the question about whether or not there were FBI agents inside the Capitol before the protests began, dressed up like Trump supporters. They're not going to tell you that they rigged the video on the pipe bombers on J6. But guess what? We took back the House and now the Republicans can get to the bottom of a lot of these things well probably not to the bottom and you know for those people that are whining and complaining about the Senate including me the Senate has never been worth anything anyway have they ever gotten to the bottom of anything with Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney and all those losers have they ever gotten to the bottom of anything they're as bad as the Democrats so I'm not too concerned about the Senate And Mitch McConnell, you know, Mitch McConnell gave a statement yesterday because the Senate voted him into power again. And Mitch McConnell makes this statement. We want to stay within the 40 yard line. Is that America, folks? Do you think Trump would say we want to somehow keep it within the 40 yard line? No one scores any touchdowns. Just, you know, kick the ball up and down the road so we can all get rich. What a loser. It's not America. It's not the way you fix the problems of this world. And do you ever notice that all of the problems that we're facing right now, do you ever notice this? All the problems that we're facing right now, they're global ones. Pandemic, was that global? Uh, The carbon footprint, is that global? The digital currency blockchain, is that global? Everything is global. The environment, climate change, it's all global. They even want tried to take Black Lives Matter global. You know, all the problems of the world right now that infringe on your civil liberties, whether it's controlling your money, regulating your business, telling you how much carbon uh, energy you can consume, denying your access to energy and food, Stealing your land. It's all global. And people like Klaus Schwab get a seat at the table at the G20? He's not even a country. Bill Gates gets a seat at the G20 table? What country does he belong to? Is he his own country or his own uh, Jeffrey Epstein Island? did they somehow put a flag up there and say it's bill gates country now with all the pedophiles down there i mean after all he spent more visits going to see jeffrey epstein while he was in jail before he was murdered it's insane people we have to get our eyes open well tucker carlson's back and he uh he he addressed some of this and and i'm going to start the clips earlier today because we have a lot of clips I want to play this one um because he uh he did confirm well he corroborated a lot of what we've been saying for a week now but I like the way he did it and uh, he talked about Vox and he talked about these other media outlets remember the Russian hoax don't forget it was David Korn from uh David Corn from Mother Jones it was um it was a uh, David Korn from Mother Jones, and it was Michael Isikoff from Yahoo News. They were the ones that Catherine Herridge said there's circular reporting going on here, circular reporting. And, you know, it's kind of funny because Nancy Pelosi talked about the wrap-up smear. So we're going to tie in the wrap-up smear with all this other stuff. You know, the... uh, the uh, Mockingbird Press, the connection with the intelligence. And believe me when I tell you, this FTX is not a business deal gone bad. This is not a made-off Ponzi scheme. It is a CIA operation run with coordination with the State Department and colluding with politicians to, 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 uh, to help one party over another, really just like the FBI has been doing, just like the CIA has done. But this FTX thing is a a covert, this is a intelligence operation, is what this is. And everything that we're seeing play out here is by design. It's not by mistake. It's not by accident. And I believe that the 37, I think that the missiles that went up into Poland and the, the immediate request for 37 billion more dollars going into ukraine is to replenish the funds that were depleted out of the ftx which lost about 32 billion dollars in total so you get 32 plus 5 billion for the cause somebody's got to get paid for that transaction that's the commission and it just seems like the timing is right They just expended all that money into thin air on an election that they rigged in the midterms, which is the only way you could explain how it is that we got five, six million more votes than the other team and yet ended up with only a pickup of like nine. The last time the average in every election two years into a new term has always been greater than 50. No matter if you lost the popular vote or won the popular vote, it's always been super great. Except for this year. This year was a complete anomaly. And that's because they had the money to strategically go after specific locations to deny power and control of the House and the Senate. And we scraped by and got power back to the House. But we lost the Senate. And there's no explanation for that. Considering that we owned at least four of the five issues on the economy and inflation and energy. Quality of life. And you have these bozos, the clowns in Washington, catering to their globalist partners and even our foes and enemies, because let's face it, Xi holds all the strings and he is the puppet master to a puppet like Joe Biden. Well, let's take a listen to this Tucker uh, clip because it's it's quite interesting um, the way he put it out there. And he's basically corroborating everything we've been saying, but the way he says it puts a, a nice, neat bow. You know, he he's very good at what he does. And uh, let's take a listen.
3: So with that in mind, it would have been worth pausing for a moment in skepticism when you saw that, phone, that story in your phone yesterday about how Russia had bombed Poland. Poland is a member of NATO, the North American Treaty Organization. So are we. That means if Russia were to attack NATO, then we could very easily be obligated to attack Russia back. Russia has the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. So that would be inevitably, by definition, World War III, hundreds of people might die. So this was not a small story. It was Archduke Ferdinand and Sarajevo stuff. This story came, as it so often does, from the Associated Press, citing, again, as usual, a, quote, unnamed senior U.S. intel official. So according to this unnamed intel official, Russia had launched an entirely unprovoked first strike against Poland. The Russian military had lobbed missiles into Polish territory, thereby killing two Poles at a farm. So by definition, it was time for Europe and the U.S. to invoke Article 5, the collective defense principle, and begin a total war on Vladimir Putin. President Zelensky of Ukraine agreed with this. The U.S. must declare war on Russia in the wake of this story. Watch his
4: reaction. What we warned about a long time ago happened today. We've been saying this. Terror is not limited to our national borders. It's already spread to the territory of Moldova. And today,
0: Russian missiles hit Poland, the territory of a friendly country. To fire missiles at NATO territory, this is a Russian missile attack on collective security. This is a very significant escalation. We must act.
3: This is a Russian missile attack on collective security. In other words, not simply on Poland or on Ukraine, but on the United States. It's an attack on the U.S. by Russia End quote, we must act. So this is a man with some moral authority. This is the only head of state in the world to receive a Vogue photo spread this year. This is a personal friend of Sean Penn and Ben Stiller's. And here he was commanding the U.S. to lead the third world war immediately. So as we said, this was not a minor AP story. The only problem was it was completely and utterly wrong. Zelensky, the unnamed American intel officer, and the Associated Press had all been trafficking in dangerous misinformation. That became clear within a few hours when pictures of the exploded missile surfaced on social media. People who know a lot about military hardware started asking questions about this stuff. So they looked at a picture of a fragment of the motor from this destroyed missile, and they noticed that the ordinance was an S-300 system. Now, the S-300 system is only being used by the Ukrainian military, not the Russians. So it could not have been a Russian military attack. Somehow, Ukraine had bombed Poland and killed people. That's true. And within a day, the Pentagon, NATO, and even the government of Poland, all were forced to admit that. That's what happened. Ukraine did it. But here's the interesting thing, and the thing that is relevant to us. Ukraine never admitted that. Zelensky kept lying on television. So when you run a country where the free press has been banned, as it has been in Ukraine, you may not realize that the rest of the world is not required to believe you. You can't throw them all in jail. So he kept telling you what you knew was not true. Quote, I have no doubt that this is not our missile, he said today. I believe that this was a Russian missile based on military reports. Again, that's not only untrue. It's a lie that could get millions of Americans killed. So you have to ask yourself Is it time to stop backing this guy? Could the risk be too high? He's lying on purpose to get us into a war. Maybe he's not worth supporting in the first place. Maybe he's just another corrupt Eastern European strongman in a tracksuit getting as rich as he can from American handouts. That might be the lesson, but that is not at all the lesson that the Biden administration is drawing from what just happened. Watch former Raytheon board member Lloyd Austin explain that even if the missile attack was from Ukraine, it's still Russia's fault.
5: This explosion was most likely the result of a Ukrainian air defense missile that unfortunately landed in Poland. And whatever the final conclusions may be, the world knows
3: that Russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident. So this is not what we would refer to as evidence-based reasoning. What you're hearing from the Secretary of Defense is that Ukraine lobbed a missile into Poland and killed Poles, but you need to continue to send billions to Ukraine to fight Russia. So now you're starting to see why the unnamed Intel official leaked this story to the Associated Press in the first place, this manufactured story. And the point, of course, was to manipulate the United States Congress, as so often happened. Unnamed American intel official leaks something to the New York Times, Washington Post, AP, members of Congress read this and do what the intel agencies and the administration want them to do. And we can all but prove that in this case, because shortly after this fake news of this fake Russian missile attack appeared in the AP wire, the White House demanded another $37 billion in funding for Ukraine. So that raises the question, where does that put us? What's the total that we've sent to Ukraine so far? Well, in just nine months, the Biden administration has committed a total of $91 billion to Ukraine at a time when our borders still open and our economy is degrading fast. So how much is that? Well, as Glenn Greenwald pointed out today, $91 billion is twice the average annual U.S. expenditure during our own war in Afghanistan. $91 billion is 33 percent more than the entire annual military budget of the entire country of Russia but it's not enough. Today, Mark Milley informed us that $91 billion is just the beginning.
1: The United States are determined to continue to support Ukraine with the means to defend themselves for as long as it takes. We will continue to support Ukraine for as long as it takes, and we will
2: continue to support them as long as it takes. And until then, we will continue to support all the way for as long as it takes. We will
3: be there for as long as it takes. So there you have the obedient little general reading the talking points again, but it still doesn't answer the question, why? As long as it takes, okay. Some things are worth that commitment, but why this one? What is the point of this exactly? We can't say we're defending democracy in Ukraine, which is not a democratic country. We can't explain clearly or even at all where our national security interest lies in this conflict between two Eastern European countries. So why would we bankrupt ourselves to fund it? Could it be that this entire effort is a choreographed scam to enrich the Democratic Party and its allies and achieve left-wing ideological goals that have nothing to do with the core interests of the United States? Could it be that this whole thing is BLM Eastern European edition? Well, it's possible. Because that is how Washington actually works, and the brewing FTX scandal kind of exposes that. You may have read about this. FTX is the cryptocurrency exchange that just blew up in one of the single biggest one-day losses in world history, possibly the biggest ever. Now, what was FTX? It wasn't a conventional business. No, in fact, it was the finance arm of the Democratic Party. And the back-scratching, the snake-eating-its-tail, is on full display in this story. So Democrats invited FTX's CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, to the White House to discuss, discuss crypto regulation. So the people who were supposed to be keeping this business within the lines were actually colluding with the business and doing nothing to keep it from defrauding its investors. And then in Congress was also supposed to be overseeing the finance sector. Maxine Waters, who chairs the Financial Services Committee, was palling around with Sam Bankman-Fried. She took the picture with him you're seeing on your screen now. That picture was taken after the first ever hearing on crypto regulations. So that's a pretty good deal. You're running a scam and the regulators are on your side. How do you keep them on your side? Well, if you're Sam Bankman-Fried, you donate nearly $40 billion to Democrats in the midterm, which he did. And that total puts him number two on the donor list, right below George Soros. Now, that's so obviously illegal and wrong and corrupt that you'd probably want to make sure nobody wrote about it. And that's why Sam Bankman-Fried also bought off the media. He handed millions to places like Vox, The Intercept, semi Semi4, ProPublica, and probably many others. So with tens of billions of dollars evaporating into thin air, and Sam Bankman-Fried not even within the borders of the United States tonight, the question is, where are investors left? There are a lot of big retirement funds who are invested in this thing, in this country and in Canada. Will they get any of their money back? What about the money that Sam Bankman-Fried gave to the Democratic Party? Will the Democrats have to give it back to the people who are defrauded? Will the media companies that took it, Semaphore, for example, have to give it back to the people whose money was effectively stolen? Well, Maxine Waters was a beneficiary of this, and she was asked today whether she's returning any of these donations. Fox's Hillary Vaughn just caught up with Waters, and she made it very clear, of course, she's keeping the money. Do you think some lawmakers that got donations from FTX's founder should give that money back? Well, I don't want
1: to get into that. As a matter of fact, both sides, Democrats and Republicans, have received donations. So thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, everyone did it. No, actually, everyone didn't do it. This was the finance arm of the Democratic Party. One of the biggest stories of the year, maybe the last 10 years. We're going to have a lot more on it tomorrow and in the weeks to come. But why are we telling you about it tonight? We're telling you about it because you should know that FTX was also in partnership with the government of Ukraine, because all threads return to the same spool. It'd be interesting to know how much money, if any, Ukraine funneled back to FTX, which then wound up in the hands of Democrats running for Congress in this last cycle. We don't know the answer. An audit might tell us. There has been no audit. Today in the House, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been demanding an audit, but to no avail so far. And that means the tens of billions of your tax dollars the Biden administration has shoveled to the government of Ukraine remain, as of tonight, completely unaccounted for. We don't know what happened to the money. And still the Ukrainians are demanding more and trying to get us into a world war that would benefit us in no way. Are Republicans supporting this? Could any Republican possibly support this? More money for Ukraine with no audit? Any Republican who does deserves, at the very least, a lifetime of scorn. One who doesn't is Thomas Massey, represents the Commonwealth of Kentucky. In the. Con-
2: so we like Thomas Massey over here. Um, but, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy walks around the House of Representatives floor wearing a Ukraine flag. So you let that uh, th- it's all about symbolism. It's all about uh, wink and a nod. That's how they do it that's how they do it remember all the global leaders who had zelensky address their parliaments giving him standing ovations and chanting slava ukraini this is the guy they were chanting for a serial liar who keeps trying to start world war 3 and we have to uh we have to open our eyes you know um there's a when we were talking about the wrap up smear, and I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of different clips to remind us of some of these things. It's quite, quite funny and quite entertaining. Um, and then I have some other clips too that I, I want to share with you. But uh, let's take a listen to Nancy Pelosi's wrap up smear to see how the game is actually played. And at the end of this clip, there are good examples of it as well.
6: You demonize, and then you, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made, and it's, it's a tactic. What the president did on the call with the president of Ukraine seriously could undermine our national security.
4: There was a clear national security threat involved here.
6: Putting his own personal and political interests ahead of the national security of our country.
4: And the president of the United States is willing to compromise national security Uh, for his own personal political gain.
6: This is about the rule of law.
4: This is about national security. This is about
7: patriotism.
6: This is an extremely urgent matter and that our national security is at risk. And then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. It's, it's, It's a tactic. So
2: you see what they did? Every single person in lockstep used the word security. National security, national security. And then they merchandise that through circular reporting. And it's the CIA and our intelligence apparatus that actually leaks information willfully and purposefully and strategically to our press. And they quote it as unnamed sources, a person, a high-ranking official in the intelligence community, and they run with these stories, and it's coordinated with the politicians, and this is how the game is played, this is how the game is rigged, and this is how they're actually making so much money in Congress. Let's take a listen to Barack Hussein. Barack Hussein Obama seems to be very comfortable with how disinformation in the public square can tear at the fabric of of society. Let's take a listen. He understands exactly what he's doing.
4: To flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's want to flood a country's public square.
2: And that's how they overthrow countries. So when he says country, he's talking about what? What is he talking about? He's talking about, he could be talking about Pakistan, he could be talking about uh, Argentina, he could be talking about Brazil, he could be talking about the United States of America, whose founding fathers he hates and calls racists. Take a listen to this. This is an old uh, clip from, I'm, I'm going to guess and say this is 1960s. could be the 50s. It's an excellent reminder of who we are as a republic and how it's different than a democracy. I want you to all pay attention and listen to this. This is really important.
0: A constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship which promises government guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government.
2: Now, do you know why Democrats keep calling democracy is at stake? Democracy is at stake. We heard it all election season. So Jack Posoviak wrote, "We must discuss the very real possibility that FTX was used as a pass-through vehicle by the national security services. It wasn't just money laundering. it was an intelligence operation, And SBF, Sam uh, freed Bankfield Freed, uh, uh, was the perfect fall guy, obviously." Running for his life right now. I want to play this clip. This is not really quite related to... Um, this is not quite related to the subject at hand. But I ran across this yesterday doing some research. It was Andrew Tate. Um, he said 89% of parents lose influence over their children because of this. I got to tell you, this This was something. something that stuck with my... Stuck with me for a long, long, long time. Probably my first quarter and in, in Ohio State, they went by quarters. And this was in 1983. I was at Ohio State, and they had a quarter, uh, they, they had a, uh, a, a class where I spoke up. And I about got booed out of the class. I was 18 years old. Got booed out of the class, booed out of the class. But I didn't leave the class. But people started like booing a little. And at 18 years old, I thought, you know, I know I'm gonna get in a little bit of trouble for this, but I didn't quite understand it. All I said was something that's common sense, I said, We were we were playing devil's advocate and talking about things, and I said one can make the argument that the unintended consequence of women, the women's live movement is that women, you know, who wanted to, you know, make the claim that they were equal to men, and I never rejected that notion. They are equal to men. They can go out and get a job. They've been doing it for fifty years, a hundred years prior to that. But I said, be careful what you wish for, because with the women's live movement, where all these women, you know, they don't want to stay home and take care of the children or the family anymore. They want to get out in the workplace. I said, sooner or later, what's going to happen is these two incomes that are going to be a breath of fresh air and and, uh, allow uh, small families, young families to, you know, to build a deck on their house or get a second car or get a bigger house, or go on a vacation, or buy nicer clothes, get a better television, whatever it was, that's going to drive more money into the market, and that's going to cause inflation. And then there's going to be a point of no return where you could never go back to a uh, traditional family unit again. You'll never get that choice. Because prices will go up, and you'll be required now to have two incomes to get by. And the problem with that is what What about the families that don't want to send both both parents off to the workforce? What if they wanted to, you know, for some one of the parents to stay home? They can't afford to do that anymore. What does that do to the children? So, Andrew Tate yesterday makes this statement fast forward, you know, basically 40 years from when I said it and, uh, you know, it just makes perfect sense. I brought this up at a dinner discussion two years ago and I got the same reaction from the liberals in the room, by the way, two years ago. And I even told the story the way I just told it to you, to a bunch of really smart people. And again, it just seems like uh, people aren't quite getting it. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So when I heard Andrew Tate say it the way he said it, <clears throat> I said I got to share it with the audience. It's not really relevant to the uh, topic, uh, the main topic of this show, but uh, take a listen.
4: In the modern world where they convince a woman to get a job, the man to get a job, they inflate the currency so nobody can exist any other way because it's too expensive. The parents are out working.
2: Let's start that over again. Okay. Now listen in the modern world
4: where they convince a woman to get a job the man to get a job they inflate the currency so nobody can exist any other way because it's too expensive the parents are out working all day the school and the internet and the matrix raise your children your children go to school all day and be told things that you may not want them to learn then they sit on the internet and read things and watch things you may not want them to watch you talk to them for 10 minutes at the end of the day they go to bed you're fighting with your 10 minutes against endless hours of the most entertaining programming or the most forceful programming in school it's forceful on the internet entertaining convincing them of ideas that you perhaps don't agree with i've seen it myself on youtube i've seen a, a guy in america driving his car and his kids were in the back seat and he was arguing with them about an issue and they was like where did you hear that school he's like why did the school tell you that that's not true and his own children are arguing with him because they learned it in school have you ever tried to take your children out of school you'll get fined you'll get in trouble no your kids have to go to school yeah. you have to give your kids away to the school if you don't give your kids away to the brainwashing you'll
2: get in trouble in the mall- And it's these same teachers' unions and these same uh, conglomerates uh, that tell you that you are better off. uh, They know better what your children should learn than, than the parent does. I think that's absolutely absurd. Here's a quick little glip about climate. I just thought I'd play it just to remind you all that climate is a hoax.
5: The climate right now is no warmer than it's been many times throughout history. Our, our baseline is now the lowest that carbon dioxide has been in 600 million years. As far as uh, temperature change, the IPCC's first report of 1992 showed that the Middle medieval warm period was warmer than the present. Well, this didn't fit the narrative. So by the time the 1996 report came out, it was a, a completely contrived graph called the Hockey stick. So what they did was they got rid of the medieval warm period and the little ice age and so when the, instead of the graph doing this, they flattened it out and then they added instrumental record on the end that looks like it's going way up. The point is is that the people that are calling them out on it are not getting the, the media coverage. You know, because look, at this point there's billions of dollars going into the whole climate
2: change narrative. The climate so it's all about the money and that they're, they're doing it in every way, shape, and form. Um, the U S government is directly funding censorship professionals like Kate Starbird and her disinfo lab partners to explicitly target one side of an election and one side of a climate argument and one side of a COVID argument. Kate and, uh, Darren Beatty from uh, Revolver News says, Kate Starbird, yet another disgraced disinformation, disfor, disinfo fo, for Matrix. The United States government, uh, GAE, has outsourced its censorship program to a seemingly endless army of desiccated nurse ratcheted. I don't know what that part means, but let's take a listen to a couple of exchanges, how they're lying to you. Your own government is lying to you. All right? Representative Higgins, I love this guy. Love him. All right? Did you have confidential human sources dressed up as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January 6th? Let's listen. Christopher Wray.
1: Does, does the FBI...
2: Okay, this is Representative Higgins from Louisiana, and he's asking Christopher Wray this question.
1: Does, he, does the FBI... Have confidential human sources? Uh, Did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021?
0: Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now,
1: because that's what you told us two years ago.
0: May I finish? about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false.
1: Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened?
0: Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a
1: no. Can you not tell the American people, no, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol.
4: Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not
0: read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director
5: gentlemen's time has expired.
2: Oh, I just had a little bit of a malfunction. My... <laughs> Um back. Okay. Um, did you hear that, though? They just won't answer the question. They always hide behind these certain things. Um, we about lost our connection, so uh, I uh, apologize for that. Uh, let's take a listen to this one. I love this one. This is, again, uh, about the, the border. Thank
0: you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas, uh Mr. McCall said the border is wide open, Director Ray testified about an elevated threat of guns and money and um, drugs uh, across the border. Uh, Mr. Guest laid out a lot of the details about the record-breaking numbers, and, I, and he, he ended up having to talk more than get an answer from you on something. I just want to ask you—I've heard you and the Judiciary Committee recently in the summer testify that the border is secure— Secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure?
3: Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Right. Thanks, we sir. Have, that, we have remarkable... I, I, I get it. I just.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're just going to lie. <laughs> That's all you're going to do. All right, let's take a listen to this. This is uh, Ken Griffith gets uh, pretty much cut off and shut down by the media. Uh, Talking about FDX and the Trump Lose folder. Something we've reported on last, earlier this week.
3: Called Trump Lose. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates. Sam
2: Freed.
7: I'm going to leave it to everybody else to draw their own conclusions about what you're saying here. Right. Those Those are really, really ugly
3: facts when you see a fraud of this magnitude having played out. And you find no regulators were there to prevent it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I could say so. And uh, ProPublica, which got $5 million from SBF and didn't publish his taxes. So, you know, there's a lot of fraud here. Um, you know, Cernovich, uh, this guy Cernovich online, many of you know of him. He, uh, he's he been bad-mouthing Trump complaining that Trump's announcement the other day was too calm and too too low key but Lindsey Graham loved it loved the the newer gentler Donald Trump and so Cernovich you know writes this thing you know, kind of basically saying Uh, Trump video clips used to spread like on Twitter like crack. He's not the same man. That's fine. The world changes. People change. Time to change. He was all upset the last week when uh, Trump brought out the sanctimonious. And there's a lot of people that are upset about that. But the fact that remains, Lindsey, you know, Cernovich is on the side of Lindsey Graham there. Lindsey Graham liked. I said this to Cernovich. Like Lindsey Graham. Like the calmer caged version of Trump too, Trump's tempered presentation was designed to shut wrong thinking. Never Trump critics like Cernovich up, giving them no hooks to whine and complain about it. But yet there they still are complaining. Trump haters should never decide our nominee. Trump haters should never, ever decide our nominee the same day when they were trying to blame Russia. The same day that they were trying to blame Russia for uh, starting World War III with uh, the missiles in Poland, which they then backtracked, uh, let's take a listen to this. This is Joe Biden. Look at this. There's a man. I hope we're on the same side. You know, sir, he's, he's Russian. I don't care who he is. We used to call them guns. He's talking about a guy's muscles. Turns out the guy is Russian. By the way, I very much worry about this guy's biceps. Mm. Mm. Biceps. <laughs> <laughs> His biceps
5: are bigger than my calves. Look at this. <laughs> there, there's a man.
2: I hope we're on the same side. He's, a, he's Russian. I don't care who he is. He's got some real biceps. You can. call them guns. Yeah, guns. You know that's. By the way, God is looking over us. You know that's just unbelievable. Here's a uh, report uh, about Polish President Duda has made a U-turn on the missile crisis. Let's take a listen.
1: The Polish president has made a U-turn on the missile crisis after initially blaming Moscow. President Duda now says he has no evidence that the missile which fell in eastern Poland killing two locals was launched by the Russian military. He's also admitted that Ukraine's air defenses were likely responsible for the incident.
0: Most likely, it was a Russian-made S-300 missile. At the moment, we have no evidence that it was a missile fired by the Russian side. Much indicates that it was an air defense missile, which unfortunately fell on the territory of Poland.
2: So they're going to blame Russia for a misfire of an air defense missile. If Russia wasn't bombing uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine defense missile wouldn't have landed in Poland and killed two farmers. Um, All right, so we got two leaders in the House and Senate. Mitch McConnell's leading the Senate. Kevin McCarthy's now going to be Speaker of the House um, once he gets his 218 votes in January. Um, And it was discerning that, uh, that Marjorie Taylor Greene actually voted for Kevin McCarthy. And what I don't like is I don't like that people aren't calling it out for what it is. Now, if she would just own it, that would be kind of cool. And I'm a big fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene, just like Matt Gates is. But Matt Gates had some complaints about it as well. And um, the thing is, is that um, it was, uh, I said this, I said uh, that it's a, it's a lucrative deal. Marjorie Taylor Greene had to sit on the sidelines, decommitted by people like Liz Cheney, because of things she said and I said well it's a lucrative money deal to be get a committee assignment and that's that's what I think is going on with Marjorie Taylor Greene that her lending her support to Kevin McCarthy got her back on a committee and you're going to start to see a lot more of Marjorie Taylor Greene. MTG had been sidelined in her first term and that can be Very costly, both financially and from an optics and re-election ability perspective. Could be McCarthy promised Trump blanket support from the House as well. We shall see. Well, we've got a caller, uh, John, from Chicago. Uh, You're on the air.
7: Hey, Scott. I had to call in about the Ohio State Andrew Tate angle because I had the exact same experience in college in a course where I uh, kind of was arguing the same point. And had the same sort of reaction from pretty much everybody in the class. And I knew Luther was in sympathy with my position, but he was such a coward. He didn't want to say anything. He just sort of sat there like a dummy and just kind of let this go on, where I had to defend myself against 30 people. But had the same reaction. Now, I bet you if you talk to them now, so a couple decades later, many of them would say would agree with me. But when they're in college and they don't know any better, they've adopted all these views. And they end up getting in a lot of trouble, and a lot of people avoid families for that reason, and so they end up with a lot of regret, particularly women, because you know once it's gone, it's, it's gone. Um, you know, for the for the female fertility, you know, um, and so you know, I had the exact same feeling. I don't know where they got it, but th- so this this sort of anti-family or uh, family second approach has been going on for several decades. It's ingrained, and it started, like you said, with the feminist philosophy that gradually wormed its way into people's hearts and minds. And it reminds me of that uh, Waylon Jennings song, right? We've been uh, keeping up with the Jones, four-car garage, and we're still adding on. Maybe it's time we got back to the simple way of life. Yeah. Uh, if you remember that, that great Luke and Bach Texas song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's very much, uh, I think, uh, uh, sort of a pithy uh, explanation for what's happened. Because you're right, you have to keep up with the Joneses yeah, I thought about this myself. It's like if I buy, if I, my wife starts working, I have an advantage initially. But then when your wife starts working, you know, assuming we're at the same income level, right? Yeah. Well, now we're we've just pushed up the market, and so everyone has to play this arms race. Right now, now and you can we, never go back. You can,
2: and you can never go back to a single, single uh, breadwinning uh, unit. And again, you can never go back to that. Yeah.
7: And, and I think what he's saying is, look, if you can't afford a private school. Now yeah. you've got to send your kids to the public schools, and if you're still both working, right? Uh, that's difficult. And then what happens inevitably is you end up, if you're not having your wife work, you end up in a bad neighborhood.
2: I you know. know. Uh, a lot of, <laughs> and that, that's the problem. So. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in. All right. All right take care. All right, Daisy, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, here's one other thing. Um, there's a big lawsuit going on, and Tom Brady and Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, uh, they're all going to be really in big trouble. As much as $50 billion missing, uh, there's a lot of big players that are going to be sued. That brings us to the end of our show. Be sure to use Red State over at mypillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, buddy.
3: Just kids
1: right up to the